episode two. Official episode two. Yep, yep. Um, let's get some let's air horn. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking air go. Air horn. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> episode two. That's how we, you know. That's how you kick it off. We've revamped our entire setup. It's uh, it's now it's pretty complex now. It's now cool. Yeah, yeah. Fruity Loops in the house. Mm-hmm. Beats. You know, it's just the usual. So. See, you, you as an IT guy can hook this up. I, I would not have no idea how to do any of this. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I can need code. To. I can code all of this. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> know how any of it works. Yeah. So Evan. Yeah. I texted you last week. Yeah. Pumped. Episode one went great. Very uh-huh. happy about. It. But we still have to return to our jobs. Yes. And, and it dawned on me lately. I've been struggling with my job. I've I've not yeah. been. You know, I'm now a, a senior software architect or whatever I am. I feel a lot of pressure. And I thought I would dip into your wealth of experience. You, in your last job, had a difficult time balancing work and life. And I'm just wondering this week, can we talk about how to be healthy and be in an IT type job? Yes. So... That's something I still struggle with. Every definitely. day I struggle with this. I think that's one of the biggest issues with IT in general because anytime I'm on the sysadmin subreddit, there's always a thread. I mean, it feels daily that there's a thread like, I've, I'm getting burnt out. Like, I have chronic back pain and my <laughs> heart is struggling and I, like, <laughs> I've only been working for three months and management is asking all these dumb questions, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's common in IT to get burnt out. And obviously with software engineering that the whole technology field i it's, think it's similar yeah because have you had crunch periods before in yeah your work? of course yeah and, and i feel like especially with my new job uh i feel like always like in a crunch period it's the new work culture is it seems like the norm to work on the weekends um that's awful i hate that uh yeah um but i don't know perhaps you can tell me a way to kind of you know, put boundaries on that. Putting boundaries on that. Um, I'll tell you that is uh, impossible. <laughs> uh, so basically, boundaries with IT, you know, it, you can set boundaries. I had to do that in my last job. I was getting extremely burnt out. Um, I was in a position where a lot of work was funneled directly to me, escalated to me. I acted in an escalation position where level one techs at other schools or businesses would reach out to me if they had projects that they needed to do. What else? Just general support, tech support type stuff. And once I got so many of those tacked onto my workload on top of the clients that I had to manage myself, it became so overwhelming that I was just fed. I was just like, I'm going to leave. I, re- I, I remember. <laughs> like, and, and you left twice, if I recall. <laughs> so... Yeah, like I left the I had worked with them for a while. Uh, they were my first IT job. And then I was actually uh, laid off by them. Like my first IT company that I worked for. I was laid off by them as a level one tech, um, which was disappointing. But I was kind of over it by then, too. I was like, I can find something better. And um, naturally, I didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you eventually did. You're I did. Great yeah. Job and they they actually saved me from uh i was working at another place for like three months and it was horrible it was like <laughs> it another, was even worse it was an msp type thing but it was a very very small company the guy was insane like <laughs> he was <sighs> not naming any names no no names at all but <laughs> and, you, and, and you can't go on evan's linkedin and find any of this out no no, no. <laughs> you won't you won't be able to put it together but <laughs> yeah it was just frustrating because it was a similar situation, but it even like such a high proportion of clients to technicians. It was me and a guy in Arizona, and we were the only technicians besides the CEO, CFO, CI, the the guy who ran the MSP. So company. it was even worse than the job you left. Yes, it was. So it was even worse, and I was getting like chewed out by him, like constantly about stupid stuff. Um, it was like the one time that I've ever had like issues at an IT, like I, in terms of like, they've like, he felt like he needed to like discipline me for shit. Oh and no. Yeah. It was really That's dumb. That's the worst. Yeah. And then 
I got a text from my old boss like, hey, um, the guy who was your superior is leaving. Do you want to come back? Um, Replace him? Yeah. And like name your price sort of thing. And it was like a miracle. I remember that. I might regret this, but I'm definitely not going to regret it right now. And I don't regret it in total because I got so much experience working in that role. And I saw so many different environments. And the place that I was, I learned a lot from my bosses as well. Like they're extremely experienced IT professionals. Um, They were good at working, not just with the technical side of it, but the people side. That's such an important facet and when we tie back to mental health it a lot of it is like customer service more so than the technical stuff because a lot of the technical stuff you could just google and you could find it out it's the ability to get to know the people that you are working for as a contractor um, in that case uh, as an it contractor and you know having a good rapport with them uh, is super important and coming off as you know polite just general customer service stuff that like i learned when i started doing like retail in high school right and but the mental health coming you know full circle to today in my current position it's just so it can be really tough to set those boundaries of well what is especially with pandemic because everyone's working from home yeah it used to be really easy to just I like when you, I first get started into work, this job, yeah. get into work at 8 a.m. Yeah. You leave at 4 p.m. That's it. Yeah. That was it. That was the, the and it was perfect. Like no one emailed me at like five o'clock about something. If they did, they were like, can you get to this like tomorrow? Yeah. Like they understood because they see me as like a coworker, which is how it should be. A human being. Yeah. A human being. <laughs> Not a screen uh, name. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. And then once work from home started, it was kind of like, well, everyone started to think that I just worked the same hours that they all work. Right. And I don't blame them because when they need help doing something, they're just going to reach out to me. And, and if they're working from home, they're going to want me to like do it. But And luckily for you, everyone's on a Pacific time yes, zone, right? Yes. In it my, was not like that in my previous job. In yeah. my case, I'm working with primarily East Coast people. Oh, right. So I'm getting right. pings at uh, 5 a.m. Or no, 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. 3 a.m. And some of these guys are till 7 p.m. my time which is 10 p.m. their time yeah just insane work hours and i'm just wondering like is that corona specific or have you been experiencing that people just working insane hours pinging you at all hours of the day i I work in the legal field so that's pretty normal for them to be working like really late into the night right um so i've gotten used to that at the previous position I was at with engineering, that was something similar as well. They didn't have necessarily set hours for people to come in and work. They just expected people to come in and do the work for as long as it needed as to be done. As long as it needed to be. And we had to supervise a, uh, a branch office in Michigan that was connected directly with the office in California. And if that link went down or if problems started appearing, I would start getting emails at four in the morning, four thirty of this is down, we can't do any work and they're just stuck until we come into the office and fix everything for them at oh no. Uh eight AM. But, but you're not expected to fix it at four AM, are you? Uh no, because we're contractors and there's a, a service level agreement that says you're we're only going to support you during these times unless it's an emergency. And my boss would normally step in if it was like a serious emergency because they'd contact him directly and he would remote in and uh you know mess with the link or something like that i think i think of bobby right now who's on call once a month or whatever at least in his last that's uh, better than what his last uh, position was his last position so he like i remember you'd ask him to hang out on a weekend and he'd be like i just have to be near my laptop yeah i gotta bring my laptop with me or something or or he just like can't Mm because and then multiple times he got woken up dead middle of the night mm-hmm. so on call if you can avoid that it doesn't sound it does not sound like and that's that. a, it's a, impossible to avoid that as it in some form because there's always going to be an emergency that happens and when that emergency happens you'll need you'll be expected by the company to 
fix it. <laughs> like <laughs> they just that's how it works. It, and yeah. If there's enough money on the line. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's business continuity. It's they need to be able to run and make money. So they they want you to fix it if like they the VPN goes down or uh the office internet connection goes down. You're expected to kind of fix it. And uh some larger companies they'll hire you know they'll have an on-site like it staff but then for after after hours or vacation support they'll hire an msp like an it contracting company to fill in those gaps and at the time when i was about to leave um when i got like the offer to come back to my first company that i worked for i was about to get like essentially put into a 24 hours a day on-call position for a gigantic healthcare oh, no. office no. with like over 500 employees. That sounds awful. 24-7 on-call and the not good uh, I pay. can't think of a, so. I can't think of a dollar figure good enough for me that would be, uh, it, it would have to be approaching near a million dollars <laughs> to have to wake up at like 3 a.m. a couple times a week to deal with some outage somewhere. Uh, it just sounds so awful. Yeah. Speaking of which, right now as we speak, there was a, massive outage uh with microsoft their microsoft 365 service or office 352 yeah office 352 uh has had probably the most unprecedented outage that i've i've seen in my entire it career their what was broken was azure active directory which is their essentially their authentication stack so if you log into office.com or Outlook.com, any Teams, Microsoft Teams, anything where you need to log in, it would not let you log in. You can't. You would not be able to. You know, no two FA, no single sign-on applications work. Like that would connect back to Azure AD, <laughs> and they broke it globally. There's no backup. They, according to, it's semi-working now, um, but it's. <laughs> they said they had to reroute. Uh, to alternative infrastructure. So even if you are... They, on they reverted the change and it didn't fix it. So even if you're in the cloud, even if your business is in the cloud, you can't think that's going to be up 100% of the time. That's the risk that you take, but you're... On one hand, you have the possibility of downtime, but on the other hand, you have them managing all that hardware and having the availability and uptime and the power of Microsoft's entire cloud cloud <laughs> yeah. just like supporting your business and it's massive and it's the only thing that's bigger than it or at least yeah i would say it's bigger but equal at least is the google. aws aws yeah google cloud is big too but azure is like from what i've seen in business and enterprise that is the premier thing to go because everything's integrated the whole microsoft ecosystem can right. integrate you know, uh, through Windows Azure 10. And the, yeah, with yeah. Azure, like, you can take... We're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, one thing I want to yeah. come back to. Yeah. We've identified the one problem is mm -hmm. uh, an expectation to be working all the time, all the time. Here's the problem. What's the solution? I'll give one little nugget, one little thing yeah. I've been using. Um, at a reasonable time every day, say I've already been working 9, 10 hours that day, Yeah. I will message my coworkers who... I'm working with at that time and say, Hey, I'm logging off for the night. Is there anything you need before I go? I think that's a, Oh, that's cool. I think that's a respectable, mm -hmm. but you know, it's telling them, Hey, I'm, I'm done for till next morning. It's using like whatever I am that you guys use. For yeah. Like yeah. Any I, we use messaging. Teams. We yeah. Use yeah. yeah so. Oh, that was down. Maybe that's why. That's why it was down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. This was yeah. like two hours ago. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really good strategy, though. Like, and I found that setting boundaries myself, uh, I I'm so hesitant to do that because I always just want to like work really hard, but at the detriment of my own health. Right. And um, I found that emailing someone and being like, if it's something after hours, um, an easy thing to do is just say like, hey, um, just so you know, I my hours are from... 7.30 to 4, let's say it's like 5.30, and I could be like, is this extremely urgent, or can I get to this uh, tomorrow okay. morning? Respectful, and yeah. just 
put the question out there. And if they say it's urgent, I'll do it. But I'll tell my boss and say, hey, this person said that this was extremely urgent. I tell the boss whether I think that was urgent or not. Right. And we go from there because I, I know that at where I work at now, my boss is pretty conscious of me getting burnt out. And I was working a lot of overtime at the beginning of quarantine. Yeah. Uh, just getting everything, getting everything and everyone set up to work remotely. Right. And that was uh, probably the most stressed I, I had been during this job was getting all of that set up. And I knew how it was going to be done. So it wasn't that big of a issue trying to think through everything right. and how to figure out solutions for everything. It was just the hours and people who are not used to using Zoom or having to use a VPN teaching them how to do that stuff it was kind of on an individual basis it, was, it could take hours sometimes so you say your boss is aware of not giving you too many hours yeah and i think you've alluded to it in our text threads yeah you have had a pretty good line of communication with your bosses about the stresses of your work from what i understand it you, took a lot to do that okay so it, you but you have at some point told your bosses hey this is I need, I need some less work. I need less hours. What, what's the yeah. dialogue that you've used in the past? So <laughs> the first time um, at the first place where I started, I was in that escalation position. And that's when I was so burnt out. It was just, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And we need I, some air horn on that. Couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, uh, <laughs> I went ahead and, I just told them I was leaving. I said, I th I'm giving you my two weeks notice. I yeah. just turned to my boss. He was sitting right next to me. I said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were in the middle of a work day. And you're just like, I can't take it. It anymore. was 9 a.m. or so. It was maybe like an hour or two into the day. <laughs> you and were I just, just said, like, I can't like, do this. Yeah. I was like, hey, uh, blank. I'm <laughs> I, I, I need to give you my two weeks notice. And he's like, he like turned. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was a little shocked and he's like what's uh why like what's going on and i said you know i've just been really burnt out i i don't feel like i'm i can keep up with the amount of work there's n i don't have there, there's too much work for me to handle yeah. like i just can't do it myself yeah. and he's like okay like and uh the other boss of the company uh, he told they conferred with each other and he's like hey um the other boss is coming down to our location and he wants to like talk with you we want to have like a a talk about all this yes and so it was like okay yeah let's let's do that and uh we went in the conference room and i just kind of hashed it out with them what i felt was what i i just it was felt really liberating to do that yeah. and i mean i was also afraid i was definitely afraid of doing it right but i also felt like i don't know it, 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 at the time i had a very different view of them because i was still kind of there was still some friction just from me getting laid off in a really random sudden way right. that they didn't plan for. And I kind of talked about that with them. I said like, Hey, I don't know. Like that's something that I've also thought about is, you know, like if I don't do this or I don't do all this after hours stuff, you guys are just going to like drop me again. Right. Cause it's already happened. Like I know like what can happen. Right. Here. Right. Right. And they told me about kind of the circumstances that led to that. And, um, you know, it made sense why I was let go at that time because it wasn't anything performance wise. It was simply they had had too much like on the payroll, like yeah. too many people on the pay payroll. The, the, the and dollars, they didn't plan well. the bottom line only makes so much sense. At the end. Yeah. And, you know, and that and that made sense to me. And um, and then we just kind of talked and they gave me uh, they gave me a good they they respected the fact that I you know, wanted to talk with them about this and give them a chance. So they made me essentially like an offer to stay, uh, adding like additional incentive. And I said, okay. And I also said on the condition that they hire someone else that works directly under me. And then I can pass tasks off to them. Right. And like, they would be my direct contact right. sort of thing that I could that would assist me with the lower level stuff that the lower level techs deal with. Just we needed entry just level entry level person. They don't have to pay a billion dollars yeah. a year for. Yeah. I think we've kind of talked about setting boundaries, telling telling bosses. I think one thing I wanted to say is like you were talking about 
how you turned to your boss and you said, I want to quit. And he said, oh, shit. I think <laughs> I think if you get the feeling that you're the you're the linchpin in an organization, if you're the like bottom card on, yeah. a, on a deck of car in a house of cards, it's probably not a good thing. Yes. If, if an entire yes. organization is reliant on you, that's a warning sign. It is. It's called uh, the bus factor. That's okay. what I've heard. It's like if you get hit by a bus, what would happen to the company? Right. Uh, if, if no one else can do your job, like that's that's what I've heard it in the context of. And yeah, that's when you're in a role where there's not that many levels of because at my old job, the previous levels, it was essentially the level one techs, me and two or three other guys. And that, and they all managed their their own kind of thing. They weren't total like escalation people like right. me, um, but they they'd worked there uh, similar long periods of time and had experience. But I was dealing with the most projects, the most technical stuff. And then it was my two bosses. Right. So there's really only like three quote unquote levels, but things were getting passed around from one person to the next. It was just very disorganized and. Um, but it was nice to be able to meet with my bosses and kind of get them on on board with the idea of, hey, like, I need someone else to help me out. Like, that's a contingency as part of me staying on. So it's so it's good from the standpoint of you can negotiate salary much better and you can negotiate other things much better. I mean, when you have the leverage of being someone that the the management and the bosses trust and they know your tech technical abilities and you've proven your worth to them in terms of saving them on projects on deadlines then they know they'll want to help you out at least that was the case with my bosses and i like them both still like they're both really cool people and um you know obviously i don't work for them anymore but um yeah they they followed through with the adding another person on yeah. and uh it worked a little bit <laughs> <laughs> obviously not enough okay so so i guess the ideal is you're a valued employee of the company your technical skills speak for themselves you do good work but at the end of the day you're not the you're not the bus factor the company's not going to rely on you at 3 a.m on a yeah saturday yeah. Uh, to get something working yeah so okay just people out there warning look out for that don't be the bus factor <laughs> it's 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 it, it's hard not to be in that position though if you're the it guy it's really hard not to be in that position Fair there's enough. a lot of just sole uh system administrators at small to medium businesses that they run everything and if they're gone and they get replaced for example um you know at a place where i work now they the previous person did not leave a ton of documentation and that was very frustrating to deal with of course because that's i mean you know that with code oh, people yeah. don't comment they don't it, it just general organizational stuff or just the uh, the bad practices in general they'll do they'll set you up in a way that screws you over but it they can do that because they're the one people that know how everything works they've set everything up and then because they didn't document anything and management doesn't know how it was set up yeah. or anything so you're kind of left to follow the the breadcrumbs or put the pieces together this leads me into the next topic yeah that i've been struggling with lately you're expected to do things in certain times by the customer by your management by whoever but let's say the code isn't documented properly or your infrastructure isn't documented properly. Yeah. It's really important. And I'm, I'm good at this actually. It's really important oh, okay. to, because, because in software, <laughs> because in software we have this thing called a daily scrum where you say, this is part of agile methodology. You say what you're working on, uh, what you plan on working on today and what's blocking you. So every day you have the opportunity to voice to, you know, the, your superiors what's going on with you and what's not going well so mm -hmm. i'm very good at speaking up and saying hey this yeah. thing that you thought was going to take two weeks it's going to take three it's going to take four weeks uh, we have to split this up into multiple tasks uh, that happens a lot that's just part mm -hmm. of it stuff yeah do you have a similar mechanism for warning uh, tempering expectations 
of for mirror side of things? Yes. A lot of IT can be a role of like a translator. I have to translate what's going on and put it in a way that's not that doesn't make the situation seem crazier than it is or the project seem crazier than it is. I just have to be honest with them but put it in terms that they will understand. Right. They don't want the full technical explanations as to why this is not working or you know, oh like the DNS server is not responding, but they don't care about that. They just want to know when it can be fixed and what's in like what's in the way of me getting it accomplished. And right. then I can tell them I need to purchase this software to inventory all these computers or I need to I need this to be purchased and it'll cost this much. That's what they really want to know. Right. And it's a matter of them the the trust in you as a technician to uh, to fulfill your role right. as the guy who runs all the technology in the company. Which goes back to what you were describing earlier with the customer service. Yeah. Being able to talk to your customer, someone who's not technical. Yep. Yeah. Just tell them in plain English, here's what's going on. Yep. Here's what needs to happen. They need to trust you. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds like you have a good avenue to temper expectations, let people know what's going on. Cool. Because sometimes, two companies ago, I worked for this app development agency. Yeah. Can't look on my LinkedIn and figure out which one I'm talking <laughs> okay, about. Okay, yeah. But the salespeople would promise these customers that uh, the application would uh, shit bubblegum and poop rainbows yeah. uh, out of the screen. And we would do it in three weeks and it would cost uh, this amount of money. Never ended up being that. Like, <laughs> Overpromised, mm -hmm. like everything. They didn't care. The salespeople got commission on you know, whatever yeah, was sold, yeah. it's up to the developers to actually do it. Mm -hmm. So look out for those type of things. <laughs> look out for when somebody else is promising uh, deadlines and stuff. And you're not the, the one who's actually doing the work and doing the stuff is not the one yeah. setting the deadlines. Yeah, that's I feel like that's so common in a lot of uh, industries and especially tech or cloud services or development there's the sales end of it and then the developers and obviously you know the sales people are under a ton of pressure to get the commissions and get meet their numbers right. so they're gonna do what they can to get someone to renew their license of or course whatever and you know yeah naturally there's gonna be some promises made that <laughs> it's just it's just classic vendor stuff right um but yeah, with customer service, I think the main thing in IT with that is managing people's uh, composure by remaining calm as much as possible. You know, when someone calls me and they're freaking out and they're, they are going crazy over something, if I just stay calm and I'm not responding to their anxiety and their stress, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't affect me as much. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny that, you know, our industry, a lot of people stereotype IT people as like the nerdiest Asperger-y, yeah. unable to talk to people. But A lot of them are, to be honest. Yeah, but, yeah, but, go on. <laughs> but, but you need to be like, it sounds like you need to be able to have strong interpersonal skills. I mean, you do if you want to stay a part of an IT company. I mean, that was the big part of the first place that I worked at. None of the people... I worked there like my bosses they did not look like it people they were all like fit uh like normal like dudes kind yeah. of thing yeah they were like nerdier but they weren't just the state they weren't like dilbert it was like <laughs> <laughs> very or like office space type thing it was just normal people they weren't wearing like suits to work every day and stuff it was just very casual um but and they tended to lean towards they'd pick people when they'd hire them they would hire them more so off their personality and potential for like good customer service rather than technical ability because even if they weren't as good with the tech stuff that could always be escalated you can to someone you can else always, yeah escalate it's about just maintaining the client relationship right so um smart okay yeah yeah so we've covered like within the working context yeah mental health yeah but 
something that I've even more been struggling with lately is we we work these jobs. I'm working nine to ten hour days. Yeah, yeah. And then for mental health, you're you're supposed to meditate. You're supposed to work out an hour a day. You're supposed to yeah. have a creative pursuit like playing mm-hmm. an instrument or something. Yeah. You're supposed to make three healthy meals a day. You're sp- There's not enough hours in the day. I'm struggling with that lately. Like yeah. I, I, by the by the end of my work day, I don't have any energy to go to the gym. I want to go box. I, lo- I love boxing. Not to mention, I'm also a uh, part-time master's degree. That's, yeah. that's at least four to five hours a week uh, in addition. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty busy. I'm I'm busy. Do you do you find time to exercise? Do you find time to play your guitar? If I, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't enjoy it. I genuinely enjoy this podcast, but it's it's another time commitment in my week. It is. It is. So the short answer, well I I, I have to I really have to be conscious of everything that I do outside of work because it's very easy to let work take over my entire life. Easily, yeah. Because I can just remote in and I'll log on to one of our servers and be like, I wonder what this does. And I go on a Google thing. I'm like, oh, maybe this needs to be more secure. And <laughs> you know, then it's like 1230 a.m. And I'm like, oh, like this is what am I doing kind of thing. But I, I get so self-conscious about being the the best employee possible that you know as far as balancing the outside of work stuff and getting making time for working out or creative pursuits i i have to be really conscious like okay i'm done with work i need to practice guitar for 30 minutes like i need to play these five songs all in a row um like to a metronome like a click track and make the practice count and then like i want to try and get better at valorant so i'm gonna go into valorant deathmatch for 30 minutes and try and uh kill people unsuccessfully that's just a, that's a is that supposed to be a de-stress time or what, what is that it never is because yeah, yeah, video games are not de- no, they're, no they're the opposite of de-stressing they're the only like de-stress fra- like i can't i'm trying to think of a video game that would de-stress me katamari yeah. maybe yeah like Animal Crossing. Animal oh, Crossing yeah. is like super chill game, but I find that it's difficult to find things that don't stress you, especially when you're locked—not locked in the house, but stuck oh, during in the house. Corona. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's why I mentioned uh, meditation. It's like right. That's like a classic. Just focus on your breath for thirty minutes and focus on breathing and just try and de-stress something like that. But like yet another time commitment you have to do every day if you won't, don't want to just like wake up pulling your hair out and <laughs> like yeah. getting up the day yeah see like when i <laughs> meditation for me it's very difficult to and even with medication to sit there and blank my thoughts out right i can't uh well, i don't want to say someone, i can't someone argue that's the point though yeah you're yeah. not you're not supposed to blank you're supposed to recognize that you are having these thoughts. And the mindfulness. Right. Exactly. Right. So I get caught up in thinking I'm wasting valuable time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting time that I could use getting better at guitar, at working on some other creative pursuit or doing something around the house or like that's why I've never been someone who takes naps. So, I never take naps. So you're getting back to the original point. Yeah. There's just only so many hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. What's a good, healthy balance of all these things? I feel nine to ten hours a day for work, especially during Corona when you're kind of expected to do those type of things. Yeah. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, working weekends like I have been lately, it's too much. You need time to de-stress, to lay out on the beach. Luckily, we're able to do that in San Diego. Yeah. I don't yeah. know when the last time you went to the beach is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't a long remember. time. I, we take it for granted. <laughs> yeah, in, in yeah. San Diegans, but um, yeah, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you, you and I both. I think most people struggle, especially during Corona. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's hard to find a b- good balance. Like, if you're not like a European who, like, the Europeans got it on lock. They they work for three or four hours, and then take a three hour lunch, and then they work for a couple hours and they they eat dinner till like 11 p.m at night with (laughs) friends and family and 
it's like a chill life or whatever. They're, I don't think I don't think forty hours is a norm over in Europe. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not sure. I haven't uh, looked into their their general. Work. I've never even been to Europe. I can't say you know any of that. But look, we can just agree that that is in fact what happens over there. And sounds good. Nobody's. <laughs> So do, do you think do you think forty hours a week is a healthy target for an average person? Yeah, I mean that's the you know eight hours a day. Uh, that's what that's what we've a week. that's just what we've come to accept, right? Yeah, I think it should be way less. It should be way less. Do you think you're productive for eight hours? A no, week? absolutely not. Are you getting optimal work done for forty plus hours a week? I don't think so. I think. If I'm working weekends, then I'm gonna come in on Monday burnt out, and I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be as productive. Yeah. Um, it's it's too, it's it's counterproductive. These companies think, wow, everyone's burning the midnight oil. That's great. Like, I think your bottom line's gonna be hurt. If, yeah. If people are working these insane hours, they're not gonna be as productive during these hours. So. Yeah, and depending on how they pay the people versus like hourly versus salary um you know at other places i'd worked i was a salary employee so uh, even if i worked overtime or did a certain amount over 40 hours it was just expect like it's like oh well, you're part st- of it, yeah. yep you're still getting the same amount at the end of the two weeks or end of the month and um it's different for me now which is good but it, that was another problem with that I brought up to my bosses when I had that conversation with them was um, just feeling like there's all this overtime after hours stuff that I was doing and I wasn't getting paid for it. And I didn't like that. Okay. So, but the unfortunate reality is we are expected to work 40 hours a week. Yep. What's a, what's a healthy way to handle an eight, nine hour work day right now? We don't have commutes luckily, but let's say you're at it and on a 30 minute commute in there. Like, are you supposed to just, like, force yourself to go to the gym even though you're exhausted at the end of the work day? Are you, what are you supposed to do to maintain your sanity, be healthy, just continue on in, in this field? There, <laughs> there's nothing you can do. It's hopeless. <laughs> it's absolutely I, – I, I faced that having a hour and a half – hour to hour and a half commute home every day. Oh, it's awful. I've and been there. It, it like and even if I went to a nearby gym, worked out for which was always packed because anytime after work in yeah. in an like a an industrial business area, there's a, always a ton of people there. Yeah, and yeah, it's just a really shitty gym. And I know there's people listening right now saying, "Get up at 5 a.m." and <laughs> I've done that. I mm-hmm. I only am able to do that for like two weeks, and just some people naturally like this is a known phenomena. Some people just can't wake up early. Like yeah, there yeah. are, uh, I forget what the the term is, but some people are just naturally late. And when I say I like wake up late, I wake, I wake up like six thirty seven a.m. Yeah, but I'm still like a zombie at that time. Yeah, and I've tried earnestly to try and wake up early. It just doesn't. You're not like a night owl though, right? Like you don't stay up super late. It, left to my own devices, I do mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I've lately I've tried to get to sleep earlier and earlier. But at the end of the day, like, I need nine hours of sleep. That's another thing. It's like, yeah, you need to be healthy. You need a nine hours of sleep every night, eight to nine hours of sleep every night. Uh, so at the end of the day, you're left with <laughs> what, 24 minus nine. You can do a heart 15 hours, 15 <laughs> waking hours a day. There we go. Um, so it's funny you mentioned sleep because I, I did start listening to the audio book for the sleep solution. Oh, okay, good. Uh, that you recommended. Yeah. And. I was listening to it before. <laughs> Ironically, I was using it as like, like getting in bed, like getting ready to go oh, to sleep. Great. I listened to it for a little bit, and I'm like, I'm gonna go to. Sl- I feel pretty sleepy. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. I it's just, great for that. Like turn it off like that. And I've never been a huge audiobook person, right? But, um, yeah, it's super interesting information. Uh, but then it just makes me feel bad because I and I get into bed and I start listening to it. It's like one thirty AM. My alarms are like, so you're a night owl. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm the most productive uh, during those. hours. I agree. You get, you get creative juices at those wee hours. It, it almost feels like when you see how late it is and you're like, Oh, like what if I can just get this done in like 20 minutes and then I'll go to bed. There's something about those wee hours. And I, I don't know. I remember doing like staying up till two, three AM in high school every single night. 
like there's something about those wee hours that there's oh yeah there's an extra jolt of uh creativity creative energy going yeah. on yeah uh okay so, but yeah our profession though I was trying to think the other day, like, what's a healthy profession? I feel like a park ranger who's, <laughs> who's outdoors, like, doing physical, like, moving boulders, like, getting yeah. exercise all day. You're out in the sunshine. You're talking to, you know, people visiting the park. You're having social interaction. Yeah. Our job is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> we are most of the, I don't know about you, but a lot of the jobs I've had, no, I wasn't anywhere near a window. I was like, all the executives get the windows. All the, mm-hmm. the plebeians get, get like the center <laughs> of the office. So the no, center cube. No sunlight. Yeah. Uh, no fresh air. Mm-hmm. You're staring at a computer screen for hours and hours on end. Yeah. No exercise. You're sitting there. You're yep. sedentary. Mm-hmm. Our profession is naturally very unhealthy. We are not. We are oppositely programmed as humans for what our profession is. We are programmed to get sunlight, to be social, uh, to get exercise. We are doing none of that in our profession. Yeah. Any, I have a standing desk. As I use that's it, like the I, biggest bullshit. Yeah. Like. Okay. <laughs> it's it's from a. You're not getting exercise, but I also developed um, bursitis in my hip because I was sitting down all day. So mm, mm-hmm. from the from the standpoint of your tendons getting tight from sitting down all day, yeah, <laughs> a, a standing desk can be valuable. So fair, fair. So stand. So one, standing up or doing little stretches throughout the day. That's yeah. my tidbit. What's your tidbit for our profession? Ooh. Um <laughs> I I don't. I don't I don't have any tidbits <laughs> for survival in the right. profession. It's like I don't think of getting up and doing stretches. Well, what I do currently is around midday uh when I'm getting ready to have the lunch, I'll just take a break and do a quick like home workout sort of thing okay. to kind of get the get moving and get workout some you know the early morning stress right. and then uh look friends, what, what do you do push-ups sit-ups something like that i do i do push-ups and curls and yeah sit-ups and uh i'll do like squats and stuff too right just like really no. basic stuff um i don't have like a whole lot of equipment at you don't home, need gym equipment to do those things it's yeah. highly effective yeah do you ever get outside during the day see some nice sunlight <laughs> No, there's <laughs> no. There's been days where I am uh I haven't left the house yeah. in. I mean, I haven't left the confines of like the uh, condo complex in days. Yeah. 2 to 2 to 3 days. And, and I'll tell you this, Evan, you're not alone during yeah. corona. I mean, I can speak for myself, but I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of people. There's been days where I haven't left my complex. I haven't gone outside all day. Yeah. It it I don't know about you, but it's a real drag on my mental health if I don't get sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. sunshine, I think uh, I I've noticed a huge improvement in my mental health if I go out and get sunshine for an hour a day. Yeah, that is so true. Explains a lot of uh, why I was uh, so depressed in Seattle living there. Yeah, <laughs> but seasonal active. Yeah. Did you have one of those lights where you stared at it? And <laughs> the, the happy lights. Yeah. The the sunlights. Yeah. Those were. Um, I mean, you're like advised to get one with, at at UW. It yeah. was like you had to. They put it on like the list of like stuff you want to bring to your dorm as like a light that will emulate the sun for when the sun just doesn't come out yeah. for uh, weeks at a time. But and, and where I went to in college in Grinnell, Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was gray for five five months of the year. Yeah. Like no sunlight for five months of the year. So we say this like it's like so different. But that's because we live in San Diego where there's no weather whatsoever. It's always it sunny hot. all the time. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of crazy like that. But uh, it's just uh, once again, our profession is not conducive to. It's uh, not one to go out like I, it would be difficult for me to go like, oh, I want to go outside. I'll sit outside and like do my work like in a park you, or you something. You can't stare at a computer <laughs> screen. There's some computer screens that like are kind of okay for going outside but it's not it's not very good it's yeah. not great it's not yeah. ideal conditions you need a darker dimmer environment to see your screen yeah i've been in offices where the majority of the programmers like enforce like a very low light policy so it's just kind of like a dingy <laughs> like just a barely, dungeon <laughs> bare, yeah, but it's basically dungeon like yeah severely harsh for good mental health <laughs> um 
but yeah that's that's another tidbit of mine yeah go outside get sunlight um it's really important if you're inside all day so true yet another thing you have to factor into your day though it's just like so many things you have to do to make this profession not make you mentally unhealthy do you find that especially with the pandemic situation how people have come to start socializing online more like a lot of people are using discord right yeah Um, i've noticed the discord usage amongst my friend groups i'm i really don't like the zoom parties and i i at the beginning of corona i was doing the zoom stuff and like does it feel like you're socializing at all no 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 it's so artificial the worst part is that only one person can talk effectively at a time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in a real social situation, I can have a sidebar with someone. Yeah. And there's something yeah. about our brains that can tune out multiple conversations if you're like reading someone's lips or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You can't do that in Discord. No, um, no. You can't do that in Zoom. It's just unnatural. It doesn't feel like natural socialization. Um, so yeah, I've 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 really. I've been on hikes with friends lately in the outdoors, like, you know, leaving. I think a lot of people have been on that kind of the vibe, uh, yeah. uh, getting on out. Uh, they've been experiencing the great outdoors. Yes. They've been uh, going on hikes. And I mean, that's a solid thing to do. Personally, I've never been one to go outside in the first place. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> for nerds, for real tech nerds, this wasn't much of a change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because uh, it's been about a year since uh i had left my previous job and at that time i was kind of chilling out for a few weeks because i i was feeling pretty burnt out at that time and was dealing with some other stuff and i just kind of spent some time at home like basically what i do now and then i was thinking like now i was like wow like now i'm just doing the same exact thing i'm stuck inside the house like a year later um but i have a job like and and all that but it's still like yep i'm I primarily do my things inside. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you also need to be aware. Like I was saying, we need sunlight. We need yes. socialization. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm, it's, it's not like a I can be without those things. Our human brain, we developed that, those needs. And the reptilian parts of our brain, when we were coming up in these small tribes and we were reliant on each other to survive, like, it's just part of our programming. Yes. Yes, indeed. So like, like I was saying, like one, one idea from me is like, I'll, I'll go on hikes with friends who, you know, might not be comfortable hanging out indoors, but when you're on the outdoors, like transmission is much less likely stuff like yeah. that. So you got to get creative. There's possibilities out there, especially in a nice place like San Diego. So <sighs> yeah. Getting outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> It's overrated. But, <laughs> yeah. And uh, secret to the listeners, you know, we're in the same room right now. Like you can yeah. select a certain. But that's why I couldn't like when you mentioned Zoom, it's like I would hate to do a podcast over Zoom. No, it's necessary. It's always, yeah. Even though we want Bobby to be a part of this and we would yeah. still have him on if he called in. It'd yeah. be a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, I would. I, we, what we'd probably do is I would just have him record audio directly on his machine. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then it would. uh like then i would splice that in later into the the full mix but, but just just from a humanistic standpoint like it it doesn't flow with normal conversations no, it doesn't so if you if you listen to the joe rogan <laughs> podcast uh and listen to him i have like, no idea and, who that is just try and like skype <laughs> just try and skype um all like his his guests in. it doesn't work as well and, he, and he's the master but he's done a thousand of these podcasts or whatever yeah yeah Man, I remember when my uh, <laughs> my cousin was living with me, and we were. Uh, he showed me Joe. Ro- this was in 2010, 2009, 2010, and he was like, uh, I would go to his like room in our house, and he had PS3 and just be getting wasted and <laughs> <laughs> and like it playing like Demon Souls or something, and he'd be like, Yo, like check this out. Like he put on like some YouTube video of like it's like three hours of like. Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell, like, <laughs> talking about, you know... Space toads. Yeah, talking about space toads and, like, cosmic depression and stuff. It's, like, a picture of, like, the Helix Nebula. Oh and, like, God. it's, like, slowly, like, zooming in. And they're, like, yeah, man, like, 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? We just we just get really sad. That's a really good Drunken Trussell impression. So that's kind of the general. Uh, that's that's not the route we want to take this podcast. Uh, no. Excuse <laughs> me, Joe Rogan is my Lord and Savior. How dare you? <laughs> uh, anyway. Even with the move to Spotify. I love the Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to any of the, the ones that he's done since I think it's great. I think all podcasts should have the... Because what I love about it is you can seamlessly transition between video and audio. Uh, That's super sp- cool. I've heard about that. It's, it's phenomenal. Especially for podcasts where... Like, I uh, listen to Your Mom's House um, mm-hmm. with Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky. Yeah. And the they're all, like, I'll, I'll download the... Uh, podcast on my purely audio app Mm -hmm. but they'll be commenting on youtube videos or whatever it's like i don't know what they're talking about (laughs) this is a visual meet this is a yeah you need a visual sometimes so yeah it's wonderful to switch between the two at a moment's notice yeah yeah okay so we're we're coming up to the end here what are some good takeaways for you for maybe tomorrow that you'll do to incorporate into your day to make it a little more mentally healthy this is this is what I'm gonna incorporate in my day tomorrow. Nice. Just put a speaker in your apartment and play those sound soundboard effects. Uh, yeah. Well, that was that was a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what is this button? Dump check. Don't, what about this one? And <laughs> That's a good this one. one. Very good. It's possible. Have you um, you have screen time running on your iPhone, right? Yeah, but that just kind of gets like. I don't, I don't, at first you don't I don't force like, anything on it. No, do I you? don't. Yeah. Even if you do, it's like, you can just shut it off if you want to go. I'll, I'll, pl- I'll see what my actual yeah, uh, I'll look up rating mine. was for. It's, it's awful. I, I use my phone way too much. Mine uh, is four hours and 45 minutes. Ooh, wow. Average. You're much better. Six hours and 26 minutes. For Damn. Me. I've been up there before. Yeah. I mean, last week was very stressful. Uh, yeah. So, uh, everyone listening now is like i thought you said you have no time in a week like that's (laughs) that's the whole point it's like i'm so stressed that i feel the need to like fucking zone out on these bullshit apps to de-stress but but again that's probably i I could use that time to go to the gym it'd probably be much healthier mentally for me to go to the gym instead of you know doing a bullshit app but it's much easier to go on these apps and kind of watch a video for an hour yeah just get that little that little dopamine Dopamine hit yeah You (laughs) you need it to get through the day Yes. Well, full circle. Lovely. Yeah, I think that would uh that'll do it for us. I mean, this is a little you know, we're a little low energy today just cuz Hey, I'm high energy. Yeah. I'm Tim Dillon energy right now. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, I'm low. Very low energy. Just, probably uh, probably cuz you didn't get out and look at the sun today. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. Woo! Yeah, All right, people. Go. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have a new episode next. Oh, week. guys, just guy. One one listen. One guy. Yeah. Peace.